Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Rocket Mortgage. Confidence. Support for The Adam Carolla Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Why can't clients get approved in minutes, not weeks? Or make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans answered those questions and more. It gives you the confidence to buy a home or refinance your existing loan. Fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. That's right. That's what Rocket Mortgage does. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. What else do you need to know? And again, these guys support the show and are great sponsors. So, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. To get started, just go to rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, documentary filmmaker Tom Jennings. With Gina Grad on news, Bald Brian on sound effects, and a holiday-themed round of Tales from the Jeep. And now, the stockings he hangs by the chimney with care are Tommy John Brand. Corolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Oh, we love that about you. As we turn the corner and head to 2018. All because of you. That's right. All you making it possible. Word of mouth. Love that. Love that you spread the gospel. Good day, Gina Grad. Good day to you. And Bald Brian. Show me how you wiggle to get those jeans up. Easy. Oh, no. Easy. Hey, speaking of that, um, you look like a delightful park ranger today, Adam. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, just or, missing the, like, the, 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 the hat. A couple of Boy Scout patches. Wearing my shorts and my uh, my uh, green, my drab green. Very earth Tony. Yeah. Olive-ish. Olive green shirt. Yeah. I for Pharrell Williams' hat. <laughs> Whatever I get is uh, I get is laying around. Oh, good. All right, remind me. I'm going to get to this. <laughs> I you 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 Uh-oh. you had something that had happened, and and I want to know. And you guys tell me. I think, and maybe we're all guilty of it. And I think we could all benefit from this in 2018. You guys have just jostled. You've, you've thrown a rock at my hornet's nest of ideas. Oh, boy. You threw a rock at a hornet's nest of ideas for 2018. All right. This is exciting. All right. So. I'm writing down hornet's I'll nest. I'll hit that in a second. ideas. First, I'll tell you about uh, another reason we're all here is our sponsors, like uh, LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Adam and Simply Safe as well and TradeStation. SimplySafe.com slash Adam and TradeStation. Dot com slash Corolla. Ooh, mixing it up a little there. So we'll tell you more about them. But good sponsors, good people. And the reason we're going into 2018. Um, I've long had this thing that I preached about, but I've never practiced it. Oh. And I. Good hygiene. Yes. <laughs> I And I don't preach about good hygiene, but I have said, look, when you have a dress code at a school. Uh, people tend to act more civil. 
right. to no. one another. As one Baseline. Who, one who went to a high school with a dress code? Yes, you're right about that. There's And one could say, well, maybe it's a self-selecting group. But I think if you took that group to any school at any level and imposed it, mm-hmm. that guys wearing ties and jackets tend to not throw as many haymakers <laughs> as guys who are wearing you know, shirts that are sponsored by Mountain Dew or the Big Johnson Club, whatever that one is. Yeah, Big Johnson. Yes, I, I just tend to think like when guys I'm proud are proud of a Big Johnson T-shirt at one point in my life. I'd love to see that go, shirt. No fear, Brian. No fear. You got to tell me which one. Yeah, it was no the one fear. Was, I've I've looked for this design online. I can't find it. So Gary, good luck. But it was a uh, Big Johnson Spring Break, and it was it always pays to have a big deck. Oh, Brian. Deck. Deck. How would a 13-year-old bald Brian know that? I think that? I got it on like a, a, a boardwalk somewhere on vacation. I'm like, that's the most awesome thing I've ever seen. And of course, my parents like, all right. I got one from Tijuana. $10 a shirt. I got a, when, when I was 16, I went to Tijuana. I had a t-shirt that said Tijuana Pussy Posse. And it showed a bunch of banditos holding cats by the tails and swinging them around. And, and, and or there's a super classy bad to the bone with the pit bull that's muscular. Right. I like when the pit bull is juicing. Yeah. Yes, it's tattoo. Yeah, and it's got a big vein. Vascular. And somehow he has a bicep. Yep. Like, uh, so when people wear that versus ties and suits and jackets that are monogrammed, they throw down less. So I thought, all right, well, how else does that work? And then I thought to myself, um, as I was a member of the uh, Tijuana Pussy Posse, there's a picture of uh, the the guy with the cat and the uh, mm -hmm. Mexico's greatest export and (laughs) cultural contribution. Right there, that T-shirt, that T-shirt, that that and churros, their greatest contribution to society. So, oh, and uh, pioneering the uh, stickers of the dead relatives on the back of the pickup truck with the rest in peace. Yeah, Yeah, super important contribution to society. So I I started thinking, okay, now how does this work then? How does this translate? And I was uh, getting dressed for uh, Seth MacFarlane's uh, Christmas party the other week. And it said, uh, you know, cocktail attire. And I said, okay, I'll put a suit on. I started to put the suit on and I started to put the shirt on and they were both kind of snug. Ugh. And as I was buttoning the slacks, I could feel the pinch, no you know, slack. a little too much holiday eating going on. And then I thought to myself, if I had a job where I wore a suit every day, mm-hmm. I'd get up Monday morning and I would like feel this pinch. <laughs> the slightest variation. And it was like a, it was like immediate, like, Oh my God, you got to lose some weight, dude. Like, Hey, this is, this is, and then the shirt's kind of tight and the belt's kind of tight. You can see your belly coming through the mirror. And I was like, Oh, I, I better get it together. But then the next day, I just put on oversized gym shorts and a t shirt (laughs) and I take the dog for a walk. So it's problem solved. So as you bring it up and as I start thinking about it, I thought, what would it do if I said, look, uh, Adam, you need to dress for success. Like you need to dress like oh. like a rich guy would have dressed back in the day. Dress put a part. put a jacket on. Put Pocket some slacks watch. on. Yep. A monocle. Yeah, we could probably spats. Well, no spats on Friday. Oh, yeah. Not right. on casual. casual spats day. But like, get dressed. Yeah. Like, put some pants on. Don't yeah. make everything sweatpants and t shirts and flip flops. Like if you wouldn't start to up your game a little bit like if it wouldn't make if it wouldn't make a difference and i thought i think if we all think about it it does yeah i agree like i literally 
shave sometimes, literally, I'm a hero. I shave when I don't have to just because I think uh, you're not a slob. Like, get it together. Yeah. Like, get your hair cut, shave, cut your fingernails, oh. you know. But what if you took it to the next? I don't think you'd get fat if you put on a pair of pants. I yeah. mean, well, it's like your cop vest theory or your bride, your bride dress theory. You know, you, you get the one and that's that. Right. You get. Well, to be fair to me, yeah. and especially in these troubling times with women and all these things, you can go up to nine hundred ninety nine dollars for a wedding dress. Right, right, right. For every hundred dollars over that amount, essentially over a thousand dollars, you must fit into the dress for the next year. Mm-hmm. It's reasonable. It's fair. And again, in these times, I, me and Matt Damon should go on a speaking tour. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to buy a two thousand dollar dress, that's fine. You just need to be able to get Keep into it, it for two years. ten years. Yeah. And if your strategy is to balloon up before the wedding instead of cut weight, so be it. <laughs> it's a more realistic representation oh, yeah. of what the guy, because a chick who just sweats it off like a college wrestler right. and then does the wedding like lightheaded and hasn't eaten camp. and then triples down on the pasta that night and immediately balloons back up on the honeymoon. Not himself any favors. No, yeah. it's no, an unrealist, right. very unrealistic. Well, I, I don't know that I necessarily want to do this, but I kind of like the idea. You know, we, we live stream once a week. Maybe we'd make that our formal day. We all wear our formal clothing. Brian just wears what he always wears. I was going to say, I don't know how far to go. <laughs> Adam already has an employee at the other building doing overdressed Thursdays. That's right. That's right, Chris. I always wore my damn Gina t-shirt that day, but that's cool. Chris, whose mom makes him the sandwiches, packs his lunch, and whose dad put a batting cage in his backyard. Solid. Oh, my God. Solid. You got to understand. Like, it's not that his dad is better than my dad. It's that <laughs> his dad is a different species than my dad. It's trying to trying to compare a uh, salamander to an ostrich. Why don't you swim like that shark? Well, yeah, I don't have gills. No, I'm, not like, I'm not that. No like, it's not this dad. And I said to his, I said to him, I said, um, so your dad put a batting cage in the backyard. It's like, yeah. I'm like, so now that you're not playing baseball, what's he doing with the batting case? He works with the neighborhood guys, you know, oh, come wow. by. I'm like, oh, my oh, God. Community. The kid you know, better be going somewhere if you're putting in a batting cage. Like, that's a five, $600 investment at the minimum. Kid better be getting a scholarship or something. Can I say this Drafting about – Can I say this about all those who don't? You know, we honor those who do, but shall we tear a new asshole to those who don't? Mm-hmm. What do they think goes on? When you see the commercials, you know what I mean? Like, I think every like touching commercial where like the dad, the parents are doing something sweet is so foreign. They're like, what, what is this? What, Why would what they do that? Trying to send? <laughs> That's not realistic. I guess it's more like me when I see a jewelry commercial. I go, look at that yeah. sap. Oh, come on, best friend. Oh, look at them hugging. Yeah. Oh, come on. We get it. Oh, they're both riding in the front of the car? 11 year anniversary. And enjoying themselves? <laughs> 11 years, who cares? Bed and who? What? No way. Just because? Because you gave her herpes? I guess it's the same. Like when I see those commercials, <laughs> she's your name? best friend. The sure. kid's name on the necklace? Charm. Yeah. I guess it's the same when I see those commercials. Totally but the same. 
When my dad sits around and sees like every theme from every commercial, like I'd say, hey, buddy. And he just added the deck on with the sun sure. and then they crack a <laughs> yeah. Budweiser Frank. or the guy, you know, p- pulls up in the Chevy truck and goes, it's now yours, man. He thinks every Lexus comes with a bow on top. He thinks it's part of the car. <laughs> I'm just saying, like when he hears stories about other dads with batting cages or adding decks on or going on vacations or going, well, I put 100,000 miles on it. Now she's your truck, son. Like okay. any of that. What's he think? Oh, Faco? Is he dying? Is it in his will? It's interesting. Yeah. Or does he think these people don't exist? And I'm sure the jewelry guy doesn't oh. exist. That's I'll, my thing. I'll bet people who have that point of view think, oh, that's what Madison have to do. Yeah, it's just think we should Yeah, be. exactly. It's all Hollywood yeah, they're magic. Trying, they're trying to, you know, hold that mirror up to us. It doesn't exist. Uh-huh. That's what I think. Yeah, they're maybe. willfully sort of you know distancing themselves. Like, yeah, that's what probably right. Big advertiser, probably right. I realize I have the same reaction to jewelry commercials. So <laughs> I think your dad's probably just thinking about raisins. <laughs> yeah. He thinks about currents every once in a while. Okay. He calls it current events. Has <laughs> <laughs> a newsletter. Something, this is a particularly event. good it's season. Like the current <laughs> the current event. Yeah, the current event. <laughs> All right. I had a weird uh, speaking of family and, and uh, depressing and uh, childhood. Oh. The thing they don't tell you about. I so saw. I was watching. Um, oh, I don't know. I was watching sixty minutes or something. And you know, there should be a thing. It's it's we're coming on two thousand and eighteen. You know when they put a tail. All right. So you know you tape sixty minutes. And then the way it works, and I would argue that uh, TiVo and DVRs need to fix this in 2000 and in, fi- in, in 18. Well, okay. yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> okay. They either need to cut the show off clean, mm-hmm. so at the end of 60 minutes, it's the end of 60 minutes, or they need to slug 47 seconds of an yes. indoor potting soil show where it's like you, you know, and they're sitting there and the chick comes on and her teeth are a little jacked up and she goes, you don't think you can compost in the winter months? You're wrong. And then they would just cut off and I go, thank God. Instead, oftentimes they roll into something that I'm semi-interested yeah. in and it's Carol Burnett's special. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, and then we then we ran our first show, 19, September 11th. Now, 1967. She comes out for her monologue and she's like, doing oh, her thing yeah, and she's like, oh, goes. you in the audience. Hey, let me ask you a question. And then it cuts. Oh. And I was like, I was in. Yep. So I'm saying either cut it and don't let me see it mm. at all or somehow know enough to know I'd be into this one yeah, too. Like Netflix, like if it's if it's similar to the other stuff you're DVRing, <laughs> it knows and will also DVR that. Or run the potted plant thing, right? Sure. Just or something. All no, interest. I'm not into. Yeah. Right. So it was funny. So I was watching the Carol Burnett thing, and it 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 reminded me of something that used to torture me as a kid, which is <clears throat> back in the day, it was pretty much all black and white TV. And then at a certain point, they started going to in color, you know, and it was a bit of a deal. It was sort of like car places that used to do car repair would do. We now work on foreign cars. Like that was a kind of a thing that would like they would add it. Like, right. hey, we'll work on it doesn't have to be all Ford and Chevy. We'll work on a Datsun or Fiat. You know, it was a, but it was kind of a deal. Like, hey, you work on foreign cars. Well, hey, we do we offer this in color. But as I think back to my childhood, 
watching that on a black and white uh. TV in 1976 when it went, and now available, uh. vibrant color. And it, and Not for you. For me, it would just be a black and white CBS logo changing into a different yeah. black and white CBS logo. <laughs> which if you, had a, if you had a color TV set, you would see what the difference was. I bet that's blue. I'm almost positive that's blue. They never thought about the heartache it would cause all the people that were stuck in black and white. Because as long as you're watching black and white on your black and white TV, and you got a big color TV, but you're watching in black and white, then who cares? I, I, that must actually, I'm going to say that's the only reason they said now available on color was to shame the people who had the black and white feeds. If you're watching yeah. on color TV, you don't need the notification that's in color. You can see the beautiful colors. It, if you're Adam Carolla at home and it says now in color, single teardrop, you're like, why can't I see yeah. it in color? Maybe get yourself That's why TV. they did the now in color. They, they're not advertising people already have the color TV. Uh, Gary, you. were we doing a Tales from the Cheap that I was unaware of? Yes, we. Uh, you and I did not get a chance to talk about that because we were chatting about other things. But uh, <laughs> we didn't get a chance other about things. what we're starting the show other with. Things. All right. Well, make. Uh, well, you come in. You're ranting sometimes. It's true, but Gary, you should probably carve out a little room to talk about what we're starting the show with. If uh, we're starting the show with that, and we say we didn't get a chance. I didn't get to. You can say, oh, we're doing Tales from the Cheap, and I wouldn't yell too late, windows closed on this conversation. I reject what you hear. (laughs) Yes, you didn't bring it up. All right, so we're doing Tales from Cheap. So now we got that. Brian, you got that? I do. I'll tell you about uh, Simply Safe. Thinking about your home security? No better time than now for Simply Safe Home Security, the best protection, period. Mm. I worked with uh, Simply Safe to put together a security arsenal for you. Special package, handpicked by me. Entry, motion, glass break sensors, everything you're going to need. And right now, for the holidays, my friends at Simply Safe are giving my listeners 200 bucks off this package. No contracts, no commitments, no, uh, uh, no long-term lock-in contracts. And go right now. Get the 200 bucks off my hand-picked security package at simplysafe.com slash Adam. Simplysafe.com slash Adam. These guys are great sponsors. They've been great sponsors all year long. They're going into the new year. More great sponsorships. So be good to them. We all have it. Dawson has it. Mike has it. Garrigus has it. I have it. Simplysafe.com slash Adam. Get the 200 bucks off. All right. Uh, hey, Gary, let's see. Uh, we might have to save the opening we were discussing maybe for tomorrow then, I would say. Okay. All right. There you go. Go ahead, Don. I mean, uh, Brian. 20-year-old Tupperware. Homemade clothes. Powdered eggs. It's time for Tales from the Cheap. Holiday edition. Yes. These are the creative ways parents got cheap. And depressing ways. All right. I'm giving giving Gary Suris because he's telling me what we're doing something tomorrow. But it's like, all right, listen, if you don't tell me what's at the beginning of the show, Gary, and then we do the beginning of the show, then we're going to run into where we're at today. So you have to work it out for tomorrow. There you go. All right. Remember I came in, I said there's a little information problem going on mm. words matter is what you said words matter words yes matter. I, I need we need to talk but 
Gary, don't get in the habit of saying we didn't get a chance to discuss. That's you produce the worded. show. We're talking and walking when we're doing the show. That's not a chance to discuss. That's you've neglected to bring it up. The reason I'm a douche with the way people say things is because we didn't get a chance to discuss means, oh, well, I guess that's on both of us and we'll never be able to fix it. That's not the way to go through life. Okay. All right. Line one's really good. Line one. Sad um, stuff. <laughs> Oh my! Meanwhile, Lynette, oh God, you guys are the anti tales from Lynette's. Year. Like, I talked to Lynette today. She's like, Sonny wants a trampoline. Oh, that's oh, going big. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta. Now he I can sit on it. And I gotta, we can bring <laughs> it to the it. other shop and have the guy set it up mm-hmm. over there. But then, and then how would you get it home? Yeah. Well, Daddy's got a dually. Well, it's a good its, country put song. It on, put it on its side, I guess, yeah. to kind of tie it to the. The thing about the dually is that's a mega truck, and if you got tie downs and you, yeah, open the side. open the tailgate, yeah. things wow. twelve foot, and strap it down, okay. you'll you'll be fine. Or or maybe you stretch the canvas for no, you lack probably of it. Stands it up, and, and if you tie, if you tie the you know ropes tight tight enough, it'll. Yeah, well, believe well, you us and me, we do so much towing around uh, and transporting of stuff. No big, no big whoop. Maybe but you'll fit in the corpse van. The. That's uh, right. That's right, the corpse van. The uh, and then there's like Natalia wants a bike. Well, we'll bring that, but if we need to put it together, we'll bring it by the shop and we'll put that together too. It's like just the amount of discussion. Yeah, I think we have about not assembly, not setup, discussion, discussion. Just the amount of discussion, far more than any family member I've ever had has done. All right, so it's a Christmas uh, version, a holiday version. Go ahead, Daniel. Thirty eight, Nevada. Uh, hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man, go uh, ahead. So, uh, when I was a teenager, I was probably 15 or 16, it's right uh, the year the PlayStation came out. And uh, I had the unfortunate uh, scenario of both being poor and having very religious parents. Ooh, Shrek mm. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, the year the PlayStation came out, me and my brothers sat my parents down and said, listen, just get us one gift. All you have to do is get us a PlayStation, and we will share it. Just one gift for Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And the devil's console. <laughs> it seemed like they were on board. <laughs> so, a couple weeks before Christmas, there was one package under the tree with all three of our names on it. About the and size we of like, PlayStation. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is it. I mean, we we got it right. We already we already knew what was there. We were discussing what games we were going to play. So Christmas morning comes. We all three tear into this box, open it up, and inside is three Bibles, all with our names embossed on them. Oh, man. I'm sorry. That is grounds for emancipating yourself from your parents. That's a gut punch, man. It was was amazing because the look of joy on my mom's face with the look of absolute dejection on our face was priceless. Wait a minute. We Hold were, on. We were, we were hard. If there's a silver lining here is if you open up and the pages are cut out just to fit an eight ball of cocaine. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. She was mewing it. I used it. to love it when people had Bibles and they'd cut the paper out. Yeah. There'd be $100 bills in the middle. of Like there's a gun. <laughs> a lot of good movies had that. Yeah, the Bible. Was that the case yeah. here, Daniel? Uh, unfortunately, it was not. That probably oh, was no. Christmas. Nothing inside but the word of the Lord. Bible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Corinthians. Daniel, did you feel obligation to p- pretend to be 
thankful or ex- not excited, but like, oh boy. Well, no, this is, this was a long history of yeah. bad Christmases. So I, we didn't even fake it. We were like, what the hell is this? And she, <laughs> she was like, what, what do you mean? I got you Bibles. Look, your names are embossed on them. Did and, you... That's so mean. Did you, and how are you now with your kids, if you have kids? Uh, I have three kids, and... So you and your partner uh, were able to adopt? <laughs> I like that. Nevada is not a very judgmental, yeah. progressive right. state. I like that. <laughs> oh, well, around this area, they're pretty conservative. Oh, so but, they all uh, got okay. Bibles. Anyway, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I still have, uh, the have three kids. Very nice. How I'll do you do? Uh, you do good for them on uh, Christmas? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We spoil them. I guess it'd be an an interesting topic. Like, when did you realize your parents were idiots? (laughs) Like, when did you realize you passed them? Like, I I talked, I talked to my, I've talked to my friends. I was talking to Matt DeAndre about this. And he's like, oh, when I was 14, like, I realized I was smarter than my dad. Like, I realized, oh, my God, like, I better figure this out because this Jack Rod yeah, over here not is not going to do squat for anybody. Like I, I realize, I'd like a topic of when you realize you were whatever than your smarter, able to get more accomplished, or that they were just sort of not going to be mm-hmm. of any use mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. You know, they're not going to leave you anything, do anything, advise you on anything, like leave your business or do anything. Yeah. Everyone has to go like, everyone thinks it's sad, but it's it's really the ultimate and pragmatic thinking. Yeah, it like, is. Especially... You become a man. Yeah. When you go to work, like I would go on a construction site and I'd go, this guy's an idiot and that guy's an idiot, but I didn't have to live with them. Like I, I didn't depend on them. You know, when you're 10 you or 11 yeah. and you're like, this guy's an idiot and I'm relying on him to For feed survival. me and survival and everything else. That's a scary proposition. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have, uh, you asked how I am with my kids with Christmas. Just a quick follow up with them being cheap. My mom always made us, whenever we went shopping, we would have to go, we'd go to the, the grocery or the, um, go to the cereal aisle and she would say, okay, pick out cereal. And of course I always got Honey Nut Cheerios, something like that. She always made us put it back and she took us over to where the Malto Meal yep. bag cereal I was. It. I knew it. Down. Said, no, no, you're, this is you right here. Pick from this. And yeah. I hated it. And so <laughs> when I got married, I actually told my wife, I said, our kids will never eat that. I don't care how poor we are. Wow. I don't care how much we're struggling. They will not eat that cereal. That was kind of a one. Malto meal is like my parents. pulverized like oats with molasses in it or something. Well, now like, this is this is what I'm talking about is Malto meal branded cereal. The generic so bag off. brand of all the good stuff. Yes. Yes. Oh. That's always bu- like two uh, shelves below the one you're looking for. But I thought Malto meal was its own good. That's it was a, its own a, stuff. That's like think, that's like a fake oatmeal, oatmeal or something, right? But yeah, maybe yeah. they make it's other like, things. It's like too. grits. I think Malto meal brand yeah. cereal we, was like the generic. We grew cereal. up on Malto meal. That was breakfast. The one yeah. at the top. So yeah, Malto meal is like hot cereal. Yeah. But then what's the generic? I, I never knew the generic. Maybe side they, they of also it. make the bag generic cereals. Apparently. Yeah, they, it's it's these huge like it, it would fit better in Costco because they're these gigantic bags and they're yeah, not called um, no, they're yeah. just clear bags like just right sad. yeah they're called yeah. happy o's mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah crispy rice it's kind of a weird thing it's also this it's a, it's a message it's it's a message to your children here's basically the message 
we're not we don't care about it from a nutrition standpoint because from a nutritional standpoint these things are as bad if not worse than fruit loops or chuckleberry right. or whatever <laughs> captain crunch like whatever colonel crunch is just as bad as captain crunch right, for you right. so we're not worried about your weight or your liver or anything like that what we are interested is you having low self-esteem and us saving 14 cents a bowl. Yeah, that's, that's what we're interested in. And if we Clarity. save, if we can save between 11 cents and 17 cents a bowl and you can be damaged psychologically for the rest of your life, well, then it's money well not it's, spent. It's a win-win. Okay. It's win-win. Like if you, if you really think about it, when you take that stuff down, the other stuff's not free. Right. It's, it's. It, it costs 65 or 70%. You know, one thing's $4, little, yeah. the other thing's $3 right. or whatever it, it is. Yes. It's not, you get this free. Oh. It's the same thing with like, it's, oh God, I hate all the parents. The uh, Levi's, when I was a kid, Levi's were like $13 and Tufskins were like nine ninety nine. So it's a savings. Mm. It's not free. It's just a savings. It's not half. It's, it's just a savings. But the Levi's lasted longer, broke in nicer, Wouldn't get and you, you, you weren't ridiculed, <laughs> and, you're sell- and you didn't get to walk around feeling like a second-hand citizen, right. a second-class citizen all the time, because it's like, I guess nobody cares about me, or I guess we're too poor. Probably and, worth th- three extra dollars. And advertised to the entire school, especially the ladies, <laughs> that you were from the wrong side of the tracks, and you, had the, you were the have-nots. So... Again, what was the real savings? And the savings was like, oh, two cents a wearing. (laughs) Because you'd wear them over a year, two years. Like what? Every day. And so when you're getting the generic cereal, it's eight cents a bowl or it's 12 cents a bowl. It's not a bunch of money. It's just a little bit not to have the real stuff. Okay, Dad, that makes sense. Can you pass the Lieutenant Crunch? (laughs) Drew and I were talking all about this. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a time there was a big movement, a big fashion thing, which was the parkas, the down parkas oh. versus the down syndrome parkas we used to get from J.C. Penney's that had like the Dacron pile polyester fill in them. They were a little bit flat. If, they that's, kind the, of, if that's the first time you thought of down syndrome parkas, pat yourself on the back. That's pretty good. Down syndrome comforter. That's pretty good. Well, I don't do another show where I save my A material, Brian. I know. You, said you, you said you and Drew were talking about it. So oh, I, oh, I see. No, I don't think I, I don't believe I said that, but thank okay. you. I appreciate that's that. Good. No, that's the first time down syndrome parka came out which was ace on the rack this fashion show <laughs> we were talking about the cool guys had these puffy parkas yeah, they'd the be super cars. puffy and they'd even have a little piece of duct tape on them where they tore and some of the feathers were coming out yeah. that's how you let everyone know oh yeah there's real feathers in here and we had the ones that were the weird dacron jc penny ones they yep. didn't have synthetic, yeah. they were synthetic and they were thinner yeah, and they that- were long Yes. They're like long and thin and weird, and they didn't have that puffiness at all. They had that like plasticky cotton inside. Yes. 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 So the weird synthetic crap. And the difference between that jacket and the other jacket wasn't free versus a million dollars. It was like there were $13 between those two. Right. And you could have got your son or daughter that one, and they they could spread it out over two years. But no. But instead, Down Syndrome Parka. That's that was right. what you are. <laughs> that was me. Thank God Drew was too, because Drew's Drew's parents had money, but were ex- insanely cheap. That's yeah. worse, though, right? When like you have the money and you choose <coughs> to do it. More yeah. resentment, I would think. Yeah. 
it is it, what what it is so is though. Like, I got no money. What are you going to do? Can't afford it. Yeah, but they're both bad. I'm saying it. No, both. I know, but I mean, it's Being like holding. It, it's 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 psychologically there's definitely something to it because his dad. Well, the joke was always his dad. His dad would always say threaten that he's Drew's going to drive him to the poorhouse, and I would always say to Drew. My dad never threatened that because we lived in the poorhouse. Like, we were already there. It'd be so, silly. It'd be block. silly. It'd be redundant. Like Chinese yeah. fire drill. So it was a funny – but but you, you'd find things like with these guys, like your Drews, uh, they'd say like, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, they still lived in a big house, mm-hmm. even though everyone was cheap, you know. And they'd say like – Oh my God! We you know we went to uh, we went to Hawaii one year and I couldn't even buy a lay because it was like five dollars. My dad said that was a waste of money and like stuff like that. And it's like yeah, but you were at Hawaii. Right. You yeah. went to Hawaii, and then they'd say things like, you know, we went out to visit Amherst and we had to stay at a Holiday Inn because my dad wouldn't. Yeah. And it's like I, I get it. That's cheap, but it's all it's not all things weren't on. Those things weren't on the table. I used my brother's right. hand-me-down skis on our, on our vacation. Right, right. That's right. But, you know, and, and Drew's kids, who are amazing and sweet and super smart and down-to-earth, they don't seem to want for anything. So when if Drew could be cheap, it doesn't look like he's cheap with his kids. There's a nice balance where you take money and you make it into kind of a non-entity which is you've grown up with it, it, it. If you do things right as a parent, you do the same thing with money as you do with food, which is you enjoy it, you appreciate it, but you don't feel this need to hoard it yeah, right. or stuff your pockets with it or don't don't eat anything for two days and then eat, eat, eat or grab, grab, grab. You know, it just doesn't have those parts. Your brain don't light up. It's just you have this professional sort of responsible relationship there with it. it. Yeah, like, like when Food when kids grow up, I think like Drew's kids grow up, they don't grow up and they're like, oh my god, I gotta get, how am I gonna pay? Is I need my money? I, you know, I grew up that way. Drew grew up in a different version, but that way. But his kids just grew up like there's just money, mm-hmm. right? So, and it didn't make them want to spend money they didn't have, and it didn't make them grub after money right. they didn't have. They just were comfortable. They're healthy. Yeah. They're like again, like healthy with food. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Uh, cousin bought her mom. At, oh, okay, no. Tyson. Tyson. <coughs> oh, hi. Hey, thanks for taking my call and get it on, guys. Yeah, man. Hey, what happened? Uh, so this <coughs> Oh. So about 10 years ago, uh, my cousin, she's kind of like a hippie type. She loves the thrift stores and thrift shopping and junk and all that stuff. So she bought her mom a used shake weight. Oh, yeah. And when her oh, mom no. got the gift, was mm-hmm. like, what is this? This is like, <laughs> like a shock or a, a weight or what it is. We, we had to pull up a YouTube video and show her the shake weight. And then, of course, everyone started grabbing it and shake waking <laughs> it, you know. Shake weight's fun with, for four minutes. Yeah, a little inappropriate for mom. Yeah, it's it's weird for mom. Yeah. That's right. Put it right over your... Yeah. It has a good will sticker <laughs> on it, too. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm with you... I we used to do Goodwill a lot, thrift stores all the time, and we should come up with a list of things that are like okay 
To buy at a thrift store? Yeah, toboggan. No problemo. I was just about to say toboggan, but you said it. I know. I saw your mouth moving. I just jumped in. Paperback books. I don't have a problem with a toboggan at a thrift store. Uh, And I don't have a problem with a cordless drill. Okay. But weights are, are in a weird way kind of personal. Yeah, you sweated on that thing and, yeah. and gripped it tight. And shoes are kind of weird. I've and never like, been down with shoes We used to do hand. mugs all the time. Oh, like a nothing lot with of food mugs. or drink. Oh, no, wait, no, no. Food or drink. My my sister drank out of a urine sampler. Oh, the fact that measured uh, the great, uh, oh, graduate no. cylinder. Yeah, we found if you, if you, Gary, if you put in like turn of the century urine collector collector or something Specimen like that collector. remember Sample the old collector. glass that was really thick yeah and it was sort of slabby mm. and it had a weird kind of spout and it, it was like, graduated like, like, like a yeah like a like a divot almost <laughs> to pour out yeah and it and it and it had the sort of things on the side it was like a funky little container like it was kind of for pee. weird yeah. for pee okay. uh we found one at the at the thrift shop and it was like it was kind of a like oh what is this where everyone's like picking out their own stupid like this will be your stupid cup and that'll be your stupid cup and the mugs you know the mugs that had the ring around it oh, for all the oh, cops oh. like you can measure like when you cut a tree and you yeah, measure right. the rings right. like, how many Years. truckers drank off Disgusting. this thing before he died of lung cancer and you're looking at it and my sister drank out of her entire life and then at a certain point, it was like sitting out and somebody who's like some version of Dr. Bruce or something like came by the house and like walked in the kitchen. Was like, oh, old time urine collector. And everyone's like, huh? Old time urine collector. It's like, oh, that's what they used to use to collect urine samples in. I'm the like, thing you're drinking out of. <laughs> you guys in medical relics? <laughs> Got any old speculums? Oh, my God. Used for salad tongs? All right. Let's just blow. Oops. Let me blow through this and figure it out. Uh, Byron, 35, yeah. Oregon. Mayonnaise, good to speak to you. Going on, yeah, with a, with a Z, yeah. Mayonnaise, that's right, <laughs> the white wrapper. Yeah, what's going on? Well, real quick, um, your story of the color versus black and white TV, I was going to mention that um, back in the 90s when my family got our very first color TV order of business was to cut the cord on it and install on the cord a female end and a male end. So that way he could control the power to the TV. Um, And thus we wouldn't leave it on all night or whatever. And wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You cut the cord, (laughs) you cut the cord, you put a female end and a male end. That meant somebody could unplug it. Yeah, so that so that he could take the cord with him. Oh my god! And oh, could watch take TV. it with oh, wow. him. Oh, that is I love that. Dingy. Yeah, that's back when you treated a TV like a jet engine, like it had certain amount of hours <laughs> yeah, on yeah. it, and after those hours, you had to rebuild. Spent. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, exactly. interesting. Yeah, and yeah, to be fair to your cheap ass dad. <laughs> there's probably it's not a big deal anymore, but back when. Stuff would burn out. You would go through stuff. Yeah. The amount of people that would just fall asleep with the TV running oh, yeah. and it would run for three and a half or four hours extra every single night, like not being viewed. Mm. And I'd always say to someone like, look, when you're tired, 
and you're ready to go to bed, then just turn just turn it off and go to bed. Go it's like, to bed. yeah, well, I fall asleep when I'm watching. And I'm just like, do you have control over your brain? Yeah. Like, Are you a lizard person? I don't. I, I I'd like to do a. I'd like to find out. I'd like to do two things: falls asleep regularly while while, while watching TV, uh, easily hypnotized, mm-hmm. and and or and then ability to multitask, and then IQ. Because I feel like they're all the same person. Yeah. Like yeah. they have this thing where it's like they literally don't. I, 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 people who fall asleep when they're driving that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. It's like your brain has dominion over your eyeballs and like you can just come into oncoming traffic you really don't have enough awareness or control that you can just fall asleep while operating a motor vehicle it's like absolutely it's it's, terrifying but it feels like a kind of stupid to me and you also you should also know if you're susceptible to that if you're the kind of person that would it'd be it'd be be nice usually the person that's falling asleep is not paying for the tv Mm, oftentimes so maybe you're I'm sort of with your dad on this one, but all right. Also, Byron, the well, 90s it, is a long time to wait to get that first color TV. Yeah. I know. Well, we had eight kids. I grew up in Utah. Oh, so you can imagine. It's all coming together. Oh. Um, Did you know Cosmo was black? The, <laughs> tell, me, tell me if we were more genius or if my dad was, because my oldest brother worked at Ace Hardware, and he was able to bring home um, a male end and another cord, so we just hid it in our room. Nice. Wow. So it wasn't an issue. Work around. <laughs> yeah, yeah like fun. when uh, me and young Jimmy Kimmel used to go on, go to New York and bring the Universal remote <laughs> and the needle nose pliers <laughs> to get around the porn restrictions <laughs> on the TV sets. Mother of to. invention. Yeah, we should have brought two but Universal my, remotes. The one would that's it's difficult to share. Yeah. Um. So my but my actual tale from the cheap is, um, it's pro, it's. It's become a legend. Like, this was my favorite Christmas by far. My Both my parents sat all us eight kids down uh, about a week before Christmas, and they said, "We, you know, your dad doesn't have a job. We're going to be very tight this Christmas. Just we don't want any complaints. We just want to let you know that it's going to be a light Christmas. So we were prepared. Um, everybody was fine with it. And Christmas morning, we opened our presents. There was only a few, just like they said. And then Dad said, okay, everybody, let's get ready and go outside and and see if Santa brought anything else. And we get outside, and there's this thing that we've dubbed over the years. We just call it the machine. Basically, it was a... um, It had been donated to him by a a neighbor that was a mechanic. But it was basically a, a 1950s or 60s very first version of a riding lawnmower with no blade. Oh, fun. Um, like, a, like a hayride every day. Yeah, yeah no blade. Well, to be, to be fair to your dad, <laughs> Kalen rode up on the screen. <laughs> uh, one year, dad bought a used lawnmower with no blades, and I thought, God, this guy's an animal, because yeah. a used lawnmower with no blades, I don't know what even that Push is. Around, yeah. Just, C- c- killing the ozone, no, but but, I, but <laughs> riding a tractor yeah, lawnmower like with no blade yeah, is actually would have been a fun. nice step sure. up for a young Adam Carolla. So I, I don't want to I don't want to taint your dad's uh, our already tarnished legacy. Yeah, he's trying. That's trying. I like yeah, that. Kalen, you got to put uh, riding lawnmower. riding mower, or tractor mower, or whoever Dylan or whoever that Dylan or yeah, Dylan or Kalen or Gary. I don't. know. You're pointing at the floor. I'm pointing at your screen. Oh. 
Oh, Emmy. Sorry. Mm. I don't know what that was. Yeah, Emmy. All right. Emmy needs to put riding motor in there because now that's kind of that fun. Not too shabby. Specifies the situation. Not too shabby. All right. Uh, I'll tell you about LifeLock, and then I got a couple quick complaints. Uh, tell Emmy you can uh, clear off the calls. Let's go with an outro. Do we have an outro? Yeah, we do, we do, we do. Tune in for more Tales from the Cheap, if you dare. <laughs> LifeLock, man. Holiday shopping from your mobile device. Scammers can steal your credit card, your info, other data. With phony retail apps, only download apps from a reputable store and read reviews for complaints about malware. One in four people experience identity theft. If you're only monitoring a credit, your identity can still be stolen in ways you may not detect. Thieves could sell your info on the dark web or get an online payday loan in your name, LifeLock. Detects a wide range of identity threats. If you have a problem, the U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. We're coming up on 2018. We're buying all this stuff online. You're, you're online all the time. Your info's out there all the time. Protect yourself. Do what I did. Do what my wife did. Do what the kids did. You have a social security number. You're live. You live in the United States. You get on the computer and you buy stuff you need. LifeLock Dawson. No one can prevent all identities. After monitor all transactions at all businesses, LifeLock can uncover threats that you might miss. Join now and get 10% off with promo code ADAM. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Go to LifeLock.com and use promo code ADAM. That's ADAM to save 10% now. All right. couple things. First off, um, you know my, my world where things need to be labeled a little better, like the... You buy the sour cream and then you bring it home and you see in the small letters it's non-fat, but right. it looks exactly the same. And you don't want the goddamn mm-hmm. non-fat, but it says in small letters yeah. non-fat, but it looks the same as the regular one. The and Daisy brand or, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. And then there's all the different chips with all the different flavors and you didn't know it was this flavor because they didn't do a good enough job of labeling it. Um. I got something that I need to be labeled a little bit better, but also I don't need to exist at all. Oh, twist. I sent somebody to go. I got a cold and I said, I'm I'm talking all day. Go get those Hall's mentholated mints, those lozenges that you you put in your mouth and you suck on. Go get them. And one got a big, and I went, don't get any Arctic Blast or any of that BS. Just get like the old school menthol. Original. Original, yeah. old school, you know. And I don't, you, do you, you want the Fiesta or the Hawaiian Breeze or like whatever? Pineapple. No, I want, I don't want the passion fruit. I want the, all right, so he gets it. Pina colada, daiquiri. And I keep noticing, I'm putting it in my mouth, and after a few minutes, it starts falling apart, and then I get this pussy goo. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realize it's the stuff. It's got the goo oh, center. Yeah, yeah. And it, like a, yep, yep. It's yep, like yep. that horrible gum the where you'd burst, start chewing into yes. it and then there'd be an explosion of gay erotica <laughs> in your mouth. And it's like, it's, I want gum. Yeah. Like, that's why I chew gum, not for this. And the whole thing about a lozenge is it's to suck on for a period yeah. of time, not to have this burst of liquid go up your nose and then quickly dissipate yep. and gone. And. When the stuff comes out, then the rest of it is shardy. Yep. It's got like yep. sharp edges and stuff yeah. all over it's not it. Soothing or coating. I just thought, what is it that we can't just like you can't just go go to the store, get the lozenges, so you get? And get like the old school? Because I'm not. I'm not. This is horrible. It's a candy. 
I've well, gooey I, center? Yeah, they all had like a, a honey lemon center or a mentholated mm. center. It's a of gooey, syrup, liquidy, a thick, and you suck viscous. on it for a couple of minutes and then quickly it breaks it open. And now you have these shards of yeah. this thing that you want to stay solid. Yes, as yeah. long as you can yeah. to suck on yeah. it, but it falls apart. But the package looks the same yeah. as the other ones. And the actual lozenge looks the same with a little divot in the middle of the square. And can we stop it good enough? Like, yeah, I was going to say, menthol, the, the, the lozenge pr- uh, technology was perfected many years ago. <laughs> lozenge technology. That's right. I know. Lozenge right. tech. Yep. The other thing that uh, one day, if you guys get yourself a business going, if you ever have employees, I think worse than employees ripping you off or desecrating your bathroom – I think there'll be a thing that'll piss you off the most. All right, more than that. The pre-vacation vacation okay. and or the pre-three-day weekend weekend. Mm-hmm. Like you're just checked out or you're actually gone? No, where it's like, yeah, we're coming up on the three-day weekend and I'm doing a half-day Friday because we're going right. – the three-day weekend is spawn some event. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now we're going sure. skiing or something. Right. So I'm not coming in Friday. I got to cut out And early. I'm like, okay, now you've screwed both weeks now. Yeah. But here's the – the reason there's a three-day weekend is so you get an extra weekend, but not so you cut in right. – that's not – you're flying in the face of the three-day weekend. Right. The right. bonus day. You're taking another day. Days. It's now spilling this three-day weekend. It's now costing me the week before. Right. A four-day previous so week. A lot of people – Rob at the other shop, who I count on to get everything, I'm trying to get everything together for the Christmas party and get things moved and organized and stuff like that, going to Hawaii. Oh. Before, he's gone the week before the week everyone's gone. Decadent. Yeah, so we kick off on Thursday or whatever it is, and he's- uh, Already in Hawaii, fanning himself. He's going to a wedding, but it pisses me off the people that plan their wedding yeah. for the week before. Before, Before everyone leaves yeah. for their vacation because you're putting them in a horrible position right. because now they all have to tell their bosses, I know we're cutting out the third week in December, but I need to cut out the week before that. And then it's not like, well, you'll come back and make it up. No, everyone's gone. Everyone's gone. I don't like the pre-vacation vacators. Yeah. yeah. If only Rob had the dignity to rip you off or desecrate your bathroom. <laughs> I'm sure he's sure, on the I'm way sure out. I'm sure he's doing that. Doing that I'd like to think he's doing that. Well, you, where, where do you guys stand on this? Because I don't think he... Well, you kind of did it, Brian. I'm not sure. But Dare you. Uh, the destination wedding. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like the idea of it. I don't like the idea of forcing people I know to do me a favor and say, this is the vacation that I'm saying you have to take this year. It kind of depends on what your bracket and their bracket mm-hmm. is. You know, if you're... Um, my family is all If in you're the Randy areas. Gerber, okay, right, 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 right. well, you, yeah, don't get defensive. But if your family's for where your family's <laughs> yeah. is, you then that's where, that's where your family is. Nice. And if you're like Randy Gerber and Cindy Crawford and you want to go Rent to a Bora, few villas. Bora, yeah. then that, that's fine. All your rich friends can fly in on right. private jets or whatever. I would say, fine, but you have to have some eye toward facilitation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. You yep. have to find. Yep. You have to have that loser brother who can't afford a plane ticket. You. That's, that's you're going to have to buy his yeah. plane ticket. Right. Like as long as you're toward 
if you're completely on your own, yeah. then no can do. Right. No host party or you whatever. you got to make it easy on people. It's yeah. tough on people that are obligated to be there. Wedding party, you know, siblings, well, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Because like us, like we take, you know maybe one vacation a year, you know, we have our week or whatever. And that's your week and you're you're thinking about it and you're planning your vacation. But if somebody told me, someone who was close to me said, no, 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 we're getting married and everyone has to go to Daytona Beach, I'd be like, but that's my week. Like, yeah. you don't get to tell me what my vacation's going to be this year. Uh, the answer like is no answer. <laughs> but don't uh, me. <laughs> I would say, I'm just saying the... You doing your wedding the week before everyone is taking off means everyone at your wedding is going to have to go tell their boss that. And also what you don't realize is if you know you're not going to see the employee for a couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. it it comes to a head. It's like that last couple of days. It's like move this around, do this around. Like it's a kind of a scramble. It's a mad dash to the Mm -hmm. end. And then it stops that week. It's not like. Middle of April week. It's kind of a coming to, again, it's like the Christmas party. I'm right. trying to figure out how to get everything moved around, cars pushed right. around, stuff, chairs pushed around, everything else. All right. Not his fault. He's a good guy, but I like the pre-vacation vacation. <laughs> yeah. That's me. He's but in a that. weird way, I'm, I'm, I'm more angry at the, it's a three-dayer coming up, so I'm taking off Friday. Well, yeah, because that's more of the responsibility of the person. Uh, I used to have an assistant that, I guess she's driving me nuts. She'd go see her parents in like the Boston area. And then one day she called and it was like Monday and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to be there. The flights, we got my flights delayed. And I'd be like, it's Monday. <laughs> like, yeah, the flight was supposed to be an 8 a.m. flight. And now it's at noon. Okay. And I'd be like, yeah, but it's, but it's Monday. Monday. <laughs> like you're supposed to fly home on Sunday. Right. And then if your flight gets delayed, it's still delayed. But yeah. then no problem. we show up Monday morning. Yeah, and I don't know, know how you were going to make it from the Boston the area. Best case to, scenario, start at noon. Yeah, yeah like best, and best the best. Yes. Yeah, I know. It's kind of one of those hot blonde chick thing moves. Yeah. Like she was like, she was pretty earnest about it. Like as flight delay, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's like, My hands don't, don't make your, don't make your plans for Monday. Make your plans for, for Sunday. Yeah. yeah. We'd be fine with any kind of delay. Better. All right, uh, Tom Jennings is out there. He's got himself a Peabody Award, by the way. We brought him in talking about the uh, lost tapes of the L.A. riots. Now we're talking Patty Hearst. I'm excited about this. Talk to him right after Good Sport. Sports Network presents Good Sports. Hi and hello sports fans. Welcome to the Podcast One Sports presentation of Good Sports. Dave Damashek here. Adam Carolla there. The holiday is drawing ever closer or holidays. Hanukkah started uh, when? Like a week or more? Two weeks yeah. ago? Something like that. Ace, if you had to choose. I, ha- I grew up in the craziest house because mm. old Mo Damashek. Well, I think a lot of people actually in the 21st century seem like... You know, we're talking... Last show about, uh, you know, misunderstanding uh, lyrics and, and names and stuff like that. I'm not Jewish, uh-huh. and I grew up in North Hollywood. Uh-huh. But um, 
Hanukkah, Festival of Kikes. Does that feel <laughs> offensive? You're Jewish. No, I'm. This is well. That this uncut. Ray fe- told me what it was a lot of years ago, and I remember even at the time going, "God, that's weird. That it sounds offensive." He told you that uh, at his bar mitzvah, Ray, or no? He's he's not a he's, he's not a German a- guy. Oh, is that? Yeah. Uh, oh, but well. he knows. You know, it's you're just asking. Weird. You're just. Asking. I just want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ernest, uh, Ernest racist. Or wait, Ernest bigot. bigot. Ernest bigot. bigot. Sorry, just, I, I want to know. Bigot. Festival of kikes. Like, that sounds offensive to me. But I'm just I'm not wondering how I that turns know. into I'm eight at, days. I want to learn. I want to learn. It sounds offensive to me. It is also. To me. It's also weird. That's a talk about origins of holidays and how weird they are. This Judah Maccabee, Judah the Hammer. He and his gang, they would descend from the hills. I forget the whole story. It's been a long time since Hebrew school, but they would descend from the hills and they would and they would beat back the people who didn't like the Jews. And somehow this uh, yielded uh, the the uh, festival. I think it's Festival of Lights, maybe. Oh, but they somehow got I'll, sequestered. I'll check it out. All right, please ask Ray. I'll ask um, Ray. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I, I think they sequestered themselves. I believe in a synagogue, and then they only had enough oil for one night. It's worth a light, but the miracle is that it lasted eight. So you got eight nights of Hanukkah. Hey, so you know, you I had- feel like if you're talking to kids today, and you know the whole only enough oil for one night and the lantern and stuff. I think contextually, kids are going to have difficulty with that. I think you should <laughs> you should update it, and because I think like my kids would if I said oil for one night, but it lasted eight nights, they'd go uh. Uh, okay, old man. If I said to them. They only had enough power in in the batteries to run the TV for one night, mm. but they had to stay in the living room for eight nights. But Ooh, somehow, chilling. yeah, now. that's now you got their attention. <laughs> <laughs> then you Gosh, explain, that won't ever happen to us, will it, Daddy? Please promise. Well, you you better uh, hide the offy Coman or something. <laughs> well done. Well the done. point is this: If you swapped out the the lantern for a TV set, I think my kids would very now much appreciate that. Now yes. you start to see. Even for me, that's a big deal. <laughs> Trapped in my den for eight days say, with one day worth of TV, I, unthinkable. It it is for real that I can't. When, when people are like, Whew, "Tough times uh, living in blank part of the world right now." Tough times, hundred years. I can. I, I mean, one day if you tried to deprive me of the TV, forget. I mean. The, if you just said, like, you can only stick to the networks today. Like, I mean, I, my head would spin. The depression I would sink into. It's, the, it's like the number one reason I don't like traveling is I can't control the TV set. Yeah. it's a, Yeah, I, I can't do without my best friend. The friend of years, friend of tears. He's he's always there for me, you know? Shouldn't People every come hotel and go. room have a TiVo in it? Yeah, why shouldn't, don't they? In this world of crazy high-tech everything, shouldn't you be able just, like, if, if Matt... Matt makes my travel schedule months in advance. He knows I'm going to be in Atlanta in February. Can't we just hit the Hilton up and go, hey, I'm going to email you Mr. Corolla's uh, TiVo or or just do it via computer that it just goes to the DVR that's in your room and starting on this date, that's what it will record or that's what it shall have. Like, why? Oh, yeah. Why is that a bridge to too preset far? it so it has the stuff. They're just waiting for you. Wow, then, I'm missing the I'm Penguins a- game because I'm in the air, but now I'm going to preset it's there for right. me when I arrive. Wow, I like genius. From a, from a technological standpoint, sure. we could handle that. 
I would think so. But yeah, I mean, imagine people like to go camping to rough it. Imagine for real. Take a TV, take TV away. Make me travel and not know what number the the channel is in my hotel room and yeah. to, to drop out. Wait, this only has main ESPN. Wait, what? So, right. you know, you know, it's it's yeah. it's a horror show. It's for a me. horror show. Um, but uh, yeah, I grew up so old Mo. She converted to Judaism when she married uh, my old man. And so now her whole side of the family, Grammy and Poppy and everybody else, they remained. You know, they didn't convert. So we, mm-hmm. so Mo said, well, you know, it wouldn't be right to, to make them not get to celebrate Christmas when all their kids, uh, all their classmates are doing it. So we did both. We wow. had Hanukkah and Christmas. For the less fortunate, though, Ace, if you could only choose one, go ahead, head to head, which is the better one for a kid, let's say? I think the whole point of any kind of excitement for a kid is putting that date on the calendar and circling it. So if you said to a kid, hey, we're going to go to Disneyland. We're not going once. We're going eight times. But we're only going to stay for about 45 minutes each time. (laughs) I don't think they would like that. And I even as a kid, I can remember going... Hey, Nate Wittenberg, how many, you eight eight gifts, but eight crappy gifts, eight smallish <laughs> gifts, you know, which I, I remember kind of doing the math on, like going, well, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound fantastic to me. I had uh, Jeff Buck and um, who's the hockey player? Robbie Levine, Jeff Katz, Jeff Katz, right? And um, I had all the Jews. They all lived in Laurelwood Hills, and I guess some of them did Hanukkah and some of them did whatever. But um, I think. What you're looking for, like we, the greatest holiday for us as adults is the Super Bowl. That's the mm. greatest food, the greatest party, the greatest event, the greatest whatever. That's it. They took the Super Bowl and they broke it up into eight quarters and spread it out over eight days. I, I don't think I would That's enjoy it That's an interesting that way of looking at it, yeah. I don't, I always liked the, uh, but the eight daysness of it was like, because uh, then you feel like as soon as you open the gift, if you're, if you're glass half empty in, in philosophy and in, in worldview, even a, a, as a nine year old, I was that. It's, it, it hits you four minutes after you open the present, like at Christmas, like, well, now it's over. Now i got to wait 364 plus 23 hours till the next go around. But yeah. then you say, oh, no, tomorrow. I'll see you again, Hanukkah. We'll light them lights. We'll sing a little song, and we'll, uh, we'll do it again. I think the key with Christmas and or Hanukkah or anything as a kid, as I realize, it's sort of like that <clears> – <throat> it's sort of like that thing which is – if you wait to your first girlfriend, if you're 23 years old, when you get your first girlfriend that you're just, you know, ignored through high school, college or whatever, and you have your like first real relationship where you can get sex whenever you want, all that kind of stuff at age 23, and then she dumps you in nine months, you'll be devastated. You'll be destroyed because... You you went without for so long. You had nothing. You need that sort of, you build up some calluses. You have your girlfriend when you're 15 or 16. Something goes wrong. Next one you get a year later. That's good. But that, then you're all prepared for that mm-hmm. 23-year-old adult dump. If you just did nothing and then got dumped, you, you go into a shame, depression spiral that lasts longer than the relationship. I remember when my first girlfriend, Stephanie, dumped me. I remember at a certain point. I was sitting around 
you know, in my one bedroom apartment that I live with three guys, and you know, so this is up. you at twenty at twenty ish. I I I uh, I probably had my first like I mean like real girlfriend, like real consistent mm-hmm. girlfriend. Not in high school. Like I was like. 22, 23, I was, I was living in this apartment, so I was about 19, 20, yeah, maybe 20 or something like that, whatever. Um, I can't really remember, but I didn't have a girlfriend in high school. I didn't go to college. I just you know, worked construction. Didn't You can't meet anyone when you work construction, and then you're poor. You know, you drive a truck, blah, blah, blah. And at a certain point, I was thinking, I think we were together for like nine months, and now it's been a year and I'm depressed longer than we were together. Like, I remember having that, like, actual thinking, like, wait a minute, you were together for seven and a half months. You've been depressed for 11 months. You've been depressed more months than you were together. You should at least so, stop at the point where. Boy, that's a that's a keen observation. And certainly, uh, yeah, I agree. I had I had the exact same experience. That's a, that's a, absolutely right. What's the nice little fringe benefit, as you know, Ace? Uh, I'm not just a regular guy. I'm also the love skunk. And that this has happened on multiple occasions in uh, over the years. Yet, you know, the, the thing, it doesn't work out, whatever. You know, might be three months later, might be three years later. But all of a sudden, the woman, you know, she, she, uh, you know, she, when we, when we split, you know, she's like, ugh, I got to get Damashek off me. I got to get right. the stink off. You know, sure. she jumps in the bathtub with the tomato juice. She yeah. gets the industrial soaps. You yeah. know, she washes it off like, all right. right, back to normal. But three, like I say, well, I don't know when. Maybe it's even a decade later. At some point, like, wait a minute. Uh oh. Still got Damashek stink on me. They can't. They can't ever wash it off. <laughs> so, Once you get Damashek on you, you're never getting them off. Wait, that now, doesn't sound right. Not I literally. realized. I realized that I was depressed for a long period of time because my life was horrible. Mm. I drove a truck. I had no insurance. I had made nine dollars an hour. I had a foreman who would yell at me. I had jobs that were dirty and and no insurance and i lived in apartments with no air conditioning and too many roommates and like everything was so bad that of course this was like the only good thing in my life and now it's gone my kids in christmas their life is so good throughout the year (laughs) that christmas is is nice but they're not hanging every hope and dream on it and then going into some sort of depression spiral when it's over like I would do because nothing else worked. Nothing else was good. So it's the same huh. kind of thing with the relationship. My kids are happy for Christmas, but then they go on to the next. Your kids are like celebrities in celebrity relationships when they split. Like, oh, my God, oh, Chris yeah. Pratt and oh, uh, well, what's her name? On his feet. Oh, yeah. my God, I'm heartbroken for them. Anna like, Ferris. I think he'll well, be okay in about gay. nine days. Right. <laughs> No, of course. You know why? My kids are going to goddamn Maui three days after Christmas or the next day. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, are they, my daughter's looking forward to Christmas, but she's actually looking forward to Maui more. So it's like her deal is we could just pile through Christmas. I could get to Maui. Yes. I, I, you know what? Somehow I find myself resentful of children now. Me too. Terrible. All right. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll be back with more good sports tomorrow on Podcast One Sports for now. Out. Merry Christmas from the Adam Carolla Show. Can you guess which holiday classic Ozzy is reading from? Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown.
if you said a Charlie Brown Christmas. Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown! You're correct. Merry Christmas from the Adam Carolla Show. Tom Jennings in studio. The Lost Tapes. Patty Hearst re-airs on uh, today on Smithsonian uh, Channel at 4 p.m. Eastern. And uh, very interested in uh, this documentary. Uh, Good to see you again, Tom. Adam, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was watching the Rolling Stone documentary or the whatever multi-part, and they had a whole thing on Patty Hearst in there. I'm sure you saw that Mm -hmm. as well. Very interesting. It's a bizarre time if you lived through it. I remember being very young. And I also remember sort of what's old is new again, because when you see those guys being interviewed, the Simonese Liberation Army, Mm -hmm. which is a made-up group, they're like – Tired of the the uh, economic inequities between the people, you know, some group that half this country's rich, the other half struggling. It's like right. all the same stuff you hear in mm. 2017 was the exact same stuff right. they were talking about in 1972. Absolutely, I, I mean, you know, what struck me and why I love doing <coughs> these kind of docs with the going back and looking at archival stuff is because uh, everything old is new again. It's it's the exact same shtick that was used back then by this kind of ragtag group of revolutionaries who decided kidnapping the daughter of a newspaper magnate, the granddaughter of the famous William Randolph Hearst, that they would draw attention to their cause. And um, uh, it's someone asked me the other day, it's like, how do you equate it to today? And somebody said, well, if one of the Kardashians got kidnapped and oh, became wow. <laughs> yeah. a terrorist robbing banks, which is what happened with Patty. But they couldn't fit her junk in the trunk. <laughs> I know it sounds like a different, it's a different take on an adage, but she couldn't physically get in the trunk. There's too much junk for the yeah, trunk. To close. <laughs> to close the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even, I mean, but it was back when rich people had titles for being rich, like a Carnegie or something, something like that. You know? Right, mm-hmm. right. They were mm-hmm. just it was a rich title. Right. They they sort of made themselves rich, and now they're rich. But it's not because they're rich. But right. yeah, it's crazy. And then she fell in with them. Yeah, the weird part is in in listening to they they issued these what they called communiques, um, where they would deliver. Uh, audio tapes of Patty to a radio station in Berkeley. And over the course of about two months, you hear Patty talking about how I'm okay, everything's fine, just listen, you know, do what they say. And you can hear her slowly kind of devolve into a person who said, I don't want anything to do with the Hearst family. Don't call me Patty anymore. She changed her name to Tanya, Mm -hmm. named after a revolutionary that fought with Che Guevara. And then in May of that year, she winds up robbing a bank in San Francisco, which was caught on surveillance footage. Yeah. And she's standing with a machine gun in the middle of a bank. Uh, yeah, holding reason it up. 179 to hate John Waters. He's like, <laughs> she's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's like you. She's yeah. talentless right. and people know her name. So I say you must have some sort of common ground and that everyone, we know who you are and we know you don't mm-hmm. possess any talent. Um, we have a... Uh, Oh, give me back the first uh, what was on the screen before. Thanks. Um, we have a little clip that I was trying to figure out whether we played on this show. I think we played it on me and Dr. Drew's show. But it, it's the Rolling Stones reporter. And 
they, they got somebody embedded deep on the inside and they were able to figure out how she was being transported. She was, she was, uh, the person you physically couldn't get in a car and drive anywhere because she was one of the most recognizable people on the planet and everyone was looking for her. Right. Like you'd have to go in the trunk right. of the car. Um, and I'll play this clip first. I'll uh, tell you about true car, true car.com and uh, Geico Geico.com. Thanks for uh, sponsoring this uh, segment. You guys, we do appreciate that. All right. And, and the thing that's funny about it is, if you turn on MSNBC and you hear a guy speaking about the current political climate, you'll hear these words, except for this is, what, 72? 74. 74. Right. Here we go. She was arrested on a Friday, and we held an impromptu press conference. So it was me in a flannel shirt basically validating our story. The political content of their arguments about the inequitable distribution of wealth in this country and a lot of things that a lot of us would agree with did make an impact on uh, Patty Hearst. And it was the Patty Hearst. Inequitable. It's, it's just 40 something years ago, wow. and it's the same. Here we are. Exact same discussion. And I don't think, I, see, I just think that's a human wiring thing. That's why when people talk about, like, how are we going to solve this? It's like, we're never going to solve it as long as this guy's got a Cadillac and this guy's got a Yugo. We're never going to solve this problem. Someone's always going to have more, and the person that has less will be the majority. That's the way it works. And then that majority will be upset over mm-hmm. what the minority has, who aren't minorities. Thank you. True. And, you know, in this um, manic, <clears throat> sorry, in this manic, uh, you know, a media cycle that we live in 24 uh, seven, you know, some people today think that we've cornered the market on craziness in the news. And when you go back, one reason I, lo- I love doing the Patty Hearst story is, you know, Watergate had just ended. Nixon had just re- resigned. The Vietnam War was over. There was the energy crisis. People were lined up for miles at gas stations trying to get gas. No one knew what was going on. And then the daughter of one of the most famous men in America is kidnapped and becomes a terrorist. If I thought the world was ending. (laughs) Yeah. It was a crazy time. I remember as a kid, and Gary will figure out where this was. I'd be curious. The Symbionese Liberation Army ended up in Watts in some burnt out house. And the cops showed up and like surrounded it. And they weren't sure. I don't know if they thought Patty Hearst was in there or not. And they fired some smoke bombs into the concussion grenades. And the whole place caught on fire. And nobody got out. Oh, God. And hundreds of rounds of ammunition started going off, which, you know, in South Central is called Wednesday. Mm. But that was in Beverly Hills. People would have been pissed. Sure. They would have noticed. All these rounds started going off because this huge fire. And they had all these munitions stockpiled. And they thought, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting over colon, that a lot of guys had crawled underneath the house into the crawl space, but eventually they're all just going to burn up alive. And they didn't know for a while, I think, whether Patty Hearst was in the fire or not. Um, That's and then correct. my school went on a fire trip, went on a road trip to there, a field no. trip, a fire no. field trip. We literally, I literally Pilgrimage. went there when I was no nine or 10 years old. Yes. But that's a very famous event for another reason, other than it's completely whack to begin with. 
Um, that was one of the first live television shootouts uh, really? at the t- in '74. That was just when they were figuring out how to broadcast live. You know, we're so used to helicopters right. and people standing right. live on the scene. In our film, there's about three straight hours where the local affiliates just went live right. to the shootout, and these were not guys reporters who were standing up giving your typical stand-up that we're used to at 11 o'clock. They were under fire with the police being shot at. And that's what happened was a smoke grenade was thrown in to try and get them out. The whole house went up. It was 3,500 rounds were shot, if you can imagine that. And or one off, right? I mean, in the fire. Uh, Yes. So So that went off. It burned, and for two days, they didn't know if Patty Hearst was inside. She was actually still up in San Francisco. Yeah, so they were moving her around, and eventually she got, like, uh, back east, right? Did she get back east? Pennsylvania. Uh, she connected with someone there, but she was eventually caught in um, the city of San Francisco with, you know, no questions asked. The FBI kept chasing her and chasing her, and they eventually caught her and two other people that were left. That was the end of the SLA. How many people in the SLA were then in the house? Seven, eight, something Six. like that? And there was a couple more left behind in, in the Bay Area and in, in Pennsylvania or whatever, but there was never really a group. It was a, a less than a dozen people, right? Correct. It was about a dozen people. Total. Total. <laughs> And they got their name, the Symbanese. People go, what does that stand for? It's actually uh, um, from the word symbiosis. It means to gather together different parts as one. That's all where 12 the name, of you. Yeah. All, <laughs> all, all 12 of you. Yeah. The, I, I guess, did she ever have a romantic affair with the guy who was leading the thing? Like, you never hear any stories about that part of it. There was supposedly uh there was some kind of romance that went on she does in her tapes after the house burned talked about the great love that she had for one of the guys that died in the fire yes gotta be pretty soft skulled to be <laughs> you get kidnapped right. and then four and a half days later you're down you're with all them yeah, you're, you're all them i mean it could happen with me and al-qaeda mm. i don't know <laughs> The day is young, but I, I feel like a weekend, I just want to get back and eat some right. cake and hang out with my kids and watch TV. I wouldn't Bud be down Weiser, with yeah. the cause. But um, it was a different time. Like if people were just pliable, or maybe it wasn't a different time. Every, we're revisiting that time. Yeah, I, I wonder about that, too. And you kind of, we I guess you've cleared it up just by, just by stating it. But we are pretty much convinced at this time that she was fully programmed in and brainwashed. This was not all done under duress the entire time and she was just trying to put on a brave face uh i believe that she eventually was brainwashed went over to the other side um it was interesting her attorney was athlete bailey and at the mm-hmm. time they called her trial um on bank robbery charges and gun charges they called it the trial of the century which yeah. i found fascinating yeah. because athlete bailey was involved yeah. in actually two other yep. trials yeah. of the century oj simpson Charles Manson. and from my hometown uh cleveland ohio the sam shepherd murder case from the, 50s the doctor was, yes was also called the trial of the century that was uh the naval surgeon or something uh, he was like an that? orthopedic Don. surgeon correct that supposedly was the foundation for the television show the fugitive if oh. you remember the yes the one-armed man yeah, sure. but he wasn't was he in the military or was that another guy no you're thinking of um fatal vision 
the guy who was in the military in North Carolina. I can't remember his name. He came home. Everyone was dead. And correct. Yeah. And there were hippies. There's been a few, like few of those good ones. <laughs> you know, DNA has kind of screwed it up yeah. for everybody. The mystery. These goddamn dash cams in the DNA. <laughs> but there used to just be a lot Where's of the mystery. Yeah, where's yeah, the fun? Oh, we saw gypsies in the neighborhood. They could have killed the wife before they left exactly. in their wagon yeah. and it, with no DNA and no camcorders and yeah. no ring doorbell yeah. system or anything. It was always this. He could be right. He took it to his grave. Now all the <laughs> no, DNA has no. kind of ruined everything and all the video cams and all that this kind of true. stuff. Uh, there's a great uh, piece of footage you asked about was, you know, how she was brainwashed where uh, Bailey took the jury uh, during the trial. It, you know, he knew what he was doing, took them to the apartment where she was held during her captivity and showed them the closet in which she was bound and gagged for uh, two months before she kind of came over to the other side and the jurors, the thing was like a crawl space. So you talk about, you know, is it a week and then you're uh, over to the other side, you know, you look at the size of the place. If you believe her story, which, uh, you know, people believed it, but she was still convicted because she did rob a bank. Did she do time? Yes, she did. Total of, she was uh, uh, convicted, sentenced to seven years, but then out on appeal, she gave a, uh, a one interview to CBS, which is fascinating, where she talks about she doesn't even know who she was. She has no explanation for it. And then kind of hauntingly, she says, I have no sympathy for them. They got exactly what they deserved in Los Angeles. Wow. So then she went to prison for seven months. Carter commission, uh, um, commuted. commuted her sentence. Um, so she got out. She served a total of 23 months over stop, start, stop, start. And in 2001, uh, Clinton uh, gave her a full pardon. Hmm. And – if you look, uh, take your time, Gary, but she is one of these people where I think her daughter is dating some famous rock star, rapper, baseball player, something. Her daughter's with somebody. That's one multi-talented dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd That's say one or the things. other. One or the oh, other. Did her family- Her daughter's yeah. dating somebody, and take it slow, Gary, very <laughs> slow, but she looks exactly, her daughter's- you know, some of these people where at age 24, her daughter looked exactly right. like her 24. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of thing. It's kind of scary where like you go, would you like to know what your wife is going to look like when she's 67? <laughs> Meet her hey, mom. Right. And she'll look exactly right. like, you know, her daughter looks exactly like her when she was young. That's like Cindy Crawford and her daughter are, look like twins now. Yeah. It's That's incredible. I, I, I was just wondering if, if the Hearst family embraced her back right away oh. or if they were very standoffish. Um, no, immediately. They, and and uh, what was uh, crazy about it is throughout the whole thing, uh, Randolph Hearst, her father, and her mother, Catherine Hearst, they would come out almost every day in front of their house and give a press conference. And they just were stoic the mother was much more emotional but as soon as uh, patty was captured they went to see her and the mother came out again at the at the jail and said uh we had this amazing we're just so grateful but what was bizarre was that randolph Hearst was able to maintain this sense of keeping it together the whole Mm -hmm. time like from beginning to end he just had it together 
It was a fascinating. Oh, oh, sorry. She's married to Chris Hardwick. What? I forgot. It was somebody popular, but I forgot. It was Chris Hardwick. <laughs> that they baseball just got married. playing rapper rock star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in between. <laughs> Host extraordinaire, mm-hmm. Chris Hardwick. I yeah, see your picture. I think they got married. Um, I just saw, I, I, I just recently married. But when you see a picture, you go, okay. Um, it was also, it's a great, everyone has to look at footage from that time in this country's, in this era, because it's never really happened before. It hasn't really so much happened afterward, which is the rich folks who were in their 50s and 60s were dressed like they were from a completely different era, from a completely different environment. Uh all right, but that's all right. Anyway, hold on, Gary. Wait till you find your your good pictures and then show us the the um, the rich people were from another planet, right? And the hippies were like from another planet. So the guys, right. so the guys were wearing like tassels and suede and right. long hair, and then the other guys came. They all looked, looked like, like Ger- Mr. Peanut. They look like Gerald Ford. Yeah, that's just weird button down, whatever. And so. The parents look like the parents, and the reporters look like the reporters, and the Simbanese guys look like Simbanese. The college, there was this huge. Now it's like the professors at the college look like older versions of the students. They're just right. cargo shorts and flip flops and riding a zipper scooter around. Like they guys now, they just they're still wearing sweat jackets and. And cargo shorts, they just look the same. Back right. then, it was like, oh, my God, look at the parents over there. Look at the rich guys over there. Look at them. And then look at these guys. Like, you could, they look like, you couldn't, they weren't from the 70s. They were from the 50s. 50s right. Wow. Right. All right. So let's get ready for a little uh, news. Right. Gary will find a good compare and contrast. And I'll tell you about Trade Station, man. Extra edge. That's what you need over a trade station. You get a great trade. Easy to use tools for traders and skills levels of all levels. So whatever skill level you're at, let's go with trade station, shall we? Simple pricing on stocks. It's just five bucks a trade. Options, 50 cents per contract plus five bucks per trade. Futures, buck 50 per contract per side. No software fees. Free real-time market data, free premium tools. Take a fresh look at TradeStation at tradestation.com slash Corolla. You're going to have a little time off. Some of you are going to be hanging around your computer, making some trades, making a little extra cash this holiday season. How about TradeStation? Trade smart, trade confident, TradeStation. That's tradestation.com slash Corolla. All right, let's do a little news, shall we, Gina Grad? Let's do it. Give me the news with Grad, news with Gina Grad, breaking viral, all those crazy Trump tweets. Well, it looks like excessive speed is to blame for Monday's uh, deadly Amtrak derailment in Washington State. The train making its inaugural run on a new section of track near Tacoma, we have some, some video to show you what happened, was going nearly 80 miles per hour when all 12 cars jumped the track and some fell into Interstate 5. The speed limit on that stretch is 30 miles per hour. Uh, the tr- National Transportation Safety Board won't confirm that this is the cause of the derailment 
yet. Despite earlier reports of six fatalities, now they're saying there are confirmed three fatalities. There are about 80 people on board. Wish they could work that stuff out a little better. They're always so off and they always pat it and they're like, oh my God, not so much. It's like, did you know that? And if you did, how come it's always more? It's always always worse. One fatality, then it's like two, then it's like eight, then it's 12. Well, by the way, this was sort of, uh, this was foreseen by the mayor. Amtrak says positive train control, that's the technology that can slow or stop a speeding train, was not activated on the tracks at the time of the derailment. And Lakewood Mayor Don Anderson voiced safety concerns about the new line at a city council meeting earlier that month. He said, come back when there's an accident, when there is that accident, and try to justify not putting those safety enhancements on. So he well, uh, everything is pilot this. error. Everything it's is crazy pilot error. People driving trains. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's always the thing. Well, he pushed a lever too far <laughs> forward, and then he had a stroke. Right. Or he nodded off. Uh, or he whatever. He was like yeah. It just just work it out. It should all be automated. It's very easy. Yep. I don't well, even know why be. you would let a brand new train on the tracks without that technology. It's almost incredible, me knowing nothing about this, you know, about how trains run and what that track speed could handle, that out of 80 people, there's only three confirmed deaths. Those are all overturned, and some are flipped totally over on the freeway. I mean, it is. That looks ugly. I would pride myself on not spilling my beer if I was in this accident. If you were driving the train? Hero. No, if I just, you know, I'd probably oh, be in the oh, bar. Oh, I, I, for sure. Look, if you're on a train, you better be drinking, right, Dawson? And I'd like to say that the Heineken was in one piece when this thing came out. Not if I was one of the carts that tumbled down the trussle bridge or something. No, but I was toward the back. Right. I think, I think I'd like to say that beer wasn't spent. And, and you're your looking story. around after the racket. Everybody, look, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Not a drop. We're good. I'd do it in a way that was. I'm Okay. That was not sing-songy or braggadocious. I think I'd do it in a way that sort of kept with the the, the gravitas somber. of the somber, yeah, the somber a somber version of it. But yes, it would be it would be noted. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. Well, TMZ reports that former Glee star Mark Salling, he played uh, Puck on Glee the first Ooh. couple seasons. He pled guilty to possession of child pornography on Monday. Mm. Prosecutors say more than 50,000 images of children aged three to five were found. Prosecutors recommended Salling yeah, get four to seven years in prison under How his many? plea deal. Wait, three to five, huh? Three to five-year-old kids, uh, 50,000 images. He does face 20 years, and he'll be sentenced in March. So- Something obviously, something was done to him I was say, as a young person. Sick. You cannot be into that if that's. But can we please then put, um, can we please then put George Bush with his hand on the butt or Al Franken into a little bit of a context? Yeah. As far as what's who are really criminals or deranged or pose a threat, prison pose a threat okay. versus this. Gary, can you find a picture of? Uh, Patty Hearst and her daughter from, uh, are you having trouble finding it? We're working on it. We want to make sure that we have them right. We have oh, a wow. few versions That's, here, but we're not yeah, they're positive. Pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. They're pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. She's got just looks like whatever her whatever mom looked like at 25 or 23. That's what she looks like. Yep. And then if you're Chris Hardwick and you want to know what the old lady's going to look like after a few years of marriage, you can go find Patty. Yep. Now, she's got some rough miles being abducted and raped and all. Yeah, the so you back that off, yeah. a couple crawl of crow's space. feet, whatever, crawl space. Transported right? trunk for many hundreds of miles. Terrorist. But here's right. a general template 
of what you can look forward to. And now she's a dog handler at uh, the Westminster Dog Shows. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she won in 2015. Uh, Why are you burying the lead? (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, that's what she said. Oh, my God. I watch that religiously. How does nobody... They don't make a big deal out of that, I guess. Uh, Apparently not. No, I mean, she's just one of the crowd, but she did win the toy category in 2015. Uh, This is blowing my mind. Oh, my God. Shouldn't be a toy category dog. (laughs) The tinies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, with Christmas just around the corner, the clock is ticking if you're shopping online and hope to have that stuff delivered in time. Because of overwhelming demand, UPS has already warned customers about possible delays. While the company rented more delivery trucks and have employees working overtime, they are bracing for big problems. It seems they had a bottleneck of orders on Black Friday and Cyber Monday and could see more trouble as the last minute orders started rolling in. So, Get those in because they are not going to get there by Christmas, says Market Watch. I love UPS. They, they love, ship what they ship. It's up to the, the providers, the sellers to get. Them. I love, I love, I love their vans. I love the fact they have like <laughs> skylights in their vans. I love how hard those guys drive. I love the fact that they're always jogging. I, it's a perfect metaphor for how you get people to work. You go. Here's 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 how the day goes by. Like here's the best thing you can do for somebody. You go, look, we have a hundred packages. Uh, you're working an eight hour shift, and that's enough to deliver eighty five packages. Unless you really kick ass, and then I think you could do it. And that's why they're the only guys you really see out there with their hustle Hustling. on. Mm-hmm. Like you look at, you're driving. You know, to uh, the Irvine Improv, you, you're going down the five. Those same Caltrans slugs have been out there for nine years. Just fat guy eating a donut, holding a sign up that says yield or slow or whatever. Another fat guy helping steady his arm. Another guy standing next to him eating another donut. That's when you get, that's what you get when you go, look. However long it takes, however much money it costs. Like when, when, you're, done, hours, you're, when you're done, clock, you're done. Right. When you're done, clock you're clock done. Out. That's why it's a never-ending construction right. project versus, hey, man, you got 100 packages. You got about eight hours. That's not enough. You better start hauling ass. And that's why those guys, you see those guys in your neighborhood. First off, just, you've never seen box trucks kick ass. You <laughs> Go know up on I mean? two wheels. Yeah, the guy's like... <laughs> doing it he's e-braking he's whipping it around the thing's running you don't see guys jog no not guys not guys you see out just working in life those guys are out jogging they jump back the time you think about those guys like they don't have time for doors Mm. like i don't have time for backup they don't have time for doors opening closing (laughs) think about yeah their doors are always open think about sitting way up high i always think they're gonna fall out think about this time (laughs) The time, like when you're in the parking lot and you're looking, you're jockeying for space and there's no spaces at the Costco or the mall or whatever it is, you're looking at space. The time the Yenta gets into her car from the time she closes the door to the time she Uh. backs out, 41 minutes, like whatever, she shuts the door and you're like, all right, here we go. You stop and you put your signal on and like, let me take care of some text and uh, let me check the mirror twice. Mm -hmm. Let me check my makeup. And then it's like, come on, sweetheart. The place, you see people circling the place, looking for a spot. You're going to open one up. There's three people vying for that spot and you're just sitting there tuning in. Go, let me get the best of uh, Kenny G on cassette. Let me get that queued up. Like, Okay, think about the time. The time her door shuts, the time her car starts backing up. UPS guys, 
Those guys get in the truck, and I still have parts outside the truck when the truck starts moving yep. forward. Like, they get in the truck, it's moving. Yep. Like, it's never like, oh, he's in there. Whoa, what's he doing in there? Yeah. Boy, he's taking a while. Well, he's he's just nope. gone. 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 That's that's how you motivate people. That's how you make it work. That's why those guys are those guys. And anyone else, you go, look, you got 100 packages. However many you get to, you get to. Yeah. And the ones you don't, if someone you don't, else will get to. Tomorrow. Yeah. That makes for lots of hanging out. Right. You never see those guys hanging. No. And most of the time, when you are out, like when people go, here's a company vehicle, go out and be gone for 10 hours, you'll see guys reading magazines, mm-hmm. making phone calls. Like, they just go park somewhere Burger and kill some, yes. kill yep. some time. Now, you don't see it with those guys. Because we have a system, and the system motivates them. And you go, well, maybe all UPS guys are heroes. No, no, the system motivates that versus hey, here's a welfare check and uh, some free cheese. Don't leave the house. That then turns them. Yeah. This turns them into this. That turns them into that. That's all I'm saying. You got to know who you are, people. You got to know who we are. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, you mentioned the Yentas. And speaking of Yentas, according to a new survey, as women get older, they become more and more unhappy with the Christmas gifts they're given, according to the Daily Mail. Younger women are just fine with what they get, with just about a quarter of those 18 to 49 saying they're unhappy with uh, what people choose for them. But that number jumps to about two-thirds of women who are 50 and older. And the reasoning behind this is the older women get, they start getting what's known as old lady gifts. Gifts, like slippers and fancy soaps and aprons. Scarves and things. Yeah. I think that that'll probably change for me and Christy at some point, but for now, we just it's all Tessa. Like, you know, we both have said to each other, I don't really have a lot for you. I was fine. I'm a lot for you. It's like, yep, good. Got stuff for Tessa. That's good. But I'm sure that'll change at some point. You know, yeah. But don't get into adults. the fancy soaps. That's really I got Lynette a hernia truss. <laughs> See, the romance is still, still alive. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, look. Hey, use <clears throat> practical. She doesn't have it yet. <laughs> But when she does, no one's going to be making a mad dash to the orthopedic store. Shows forethought on your point. Shows forethought (laughs) on your point. That's right. She'll be thanking me then. Intimate in a way. Mm -hmm. That's right. You're not going to be the the, the cliche guy who's out getting the flowers to the last minute and the card to the last minute. There's nothing cliche about that. Nothing cliche (laughs) about the hernia trust. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, changing gears a little bit, a human foot mysteriously washed ashore on a beach in British Columbia in Canada last week. And if you're keeping count at home, that is the 14th time that has happened since 2007 in Canada. A man was walking his dog when he spotted the foot, which was still inside a shoe. Never walk your dog on the beach. <laughs> you don't want to know I've seen one. so many movies. Mm-hmm. It's it never, always the beginning it's never of Law good. and Order. Yep. The beginning of Jaws, yeah, beginning of Law and Order. You don't, t- you don't walk your dog on the beach. No. no nothing good. Illicit. He was worried that it might get washed away or taken by a bear so he picked it up and brought it home where he waited for the police to come and get it authorities have been able to identify 10 of the 14 feet and say they likely belong to seven victims of accidents and suicides and were not the work of a serial killer as initially feared um so is there's something about the bones the cartilage and the skin around your foot become that when you jump off a bridge Oh. And then you like decompose in a body of water that your foot comes undone. I can see that. I can also, I can also see the uh, calf area being meaty and delicious to uh, many types of fish. Mm, uh, helping so it along. When, when they're you know chewing away, chewing away, chewing away, all that's left is that ankle, and that's just going to fall apart. And next thing you know, you got a foot. And I think there's a well, it's, yeah, <laughs> you got a foot. Yeah, this is gross. Never mind. Yeah. But I think there's also like a bloating issue, and uh-huh. that's helpful as well. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. but there's something up specifically about the foot. Like it floats, and fish don't like it. Yeah. It's covered in a shoe. Yeah, you said oh, uh-huh. covered in a shoe. Uh-huh. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. When I hear foot on the beach, I think a bear mm. had, had a like shoe. A castaway on. foot. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Tattered foot. cloth. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. got a shoe on. Yeah. <laughs> well, the trend watchers and trendsetters at Pantone have revealed their 2018 pick for color of the year, which is always very exciting. Oh, and Pantone. Oh, everybody seems to care about this. Wow, I don't know we give why. it to Oprah again. I mean, she wins every year, doesn't she? Or is this another Pantone color of the is a, year? Is a, is a pants company? No, Pantone is the... Is the um, and by the way, I think it's African American. Oh God! I don't think we so of the year. I'm sorry. Um, no, the color of the year. It's Pantone's a textile company. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! Is there, there a shampoo called Pantone? Pantene. Pantene. Oh, come on, the two Pantene, of you are really right. making this honestly. difficult. I come on, honestly. <laughs> so the color. Got, for, I'd yeah. love to be in on one of those Pantene meetings. Like, listen, fellas, we could spend a ton of money talking about the science behind what makes our. Shampoo mm-hmm. worth fourteen dollars versus a swab for two ninety nine. Okay. But we're dealing with broads, so let's just oh, make it smell good. Yeah, and then they'll swear it's so much better because they cover their yep. head yeah. in it and they go, "I like the way it smells." And then they go, it's a good "Use words thing. like avocado oil extract, uh, yeah, extract, yeah, uh, linseed, yeah, extract. avocado extract." And then we'll, uh, oh, let's see. Pro V7. So, I just made that up. Positive vitamins. Uh, yeah. Pro V. Oh, I got one. Uh, mega balsam. Oh. <laughs> I, I invented that, but they're still good. They Sounds don't know. Good. They're all dizzy. We make it smell good. We invent a few yeah. like Pro B Seven Vite Vito Nutria, and we <laughs> invent some words and we stick it on there. Then we can sell this shit for fourteen bucks. Yeah. It's, it's the exact same as the stuff that's, right. that's three dollars. And if you're not right. sure, make sure in the commercial the woman is almost finishing as she washes her hair in the shower. Yeah, it's orgasmic. Yep. Yeah, as long but it's as she's gotta uh, smell really good. Yeah, yeah. as long as, as she's working. not over fifty. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 Oh, oh, wait a oh. Yeah. The top so, color. Wait, oh, top yes, color. The color for 2018. It's yeah. <laughs> a big deal. This is the color for next year is the, quote, dramatically provocative and thoughtful purple shade known as ultraviolet. That's the 2018 color. The color authority links the blue-based shade to icons like Prince, David Bowie, and Jimi Hendrix. Ultraviolet is also noted for its, quote, mystical and spiritual quality, associated with mindfulness practices and used as lighting in meditation spaces. The company notes that ultraviolet is increasingly used in packaging and can be found in, quote, it foods, such as purple-hued cauliflower and purple-hued carrots. See, purple carrots are very popular. They are fun. The notion of purple color. All right. I think the original carrot was purple. All right. Let me tell you about uh, True Car, and then we'll do uh, one more after that. Okay. Here's some tips, man. <laughs> Whatever color your car is, ultraviolet or not, <laughs> remove that excess weight, get a little better mileage, put some air in your tires, too. That'll help it roll. Always, I'll tell you what. You want good mileage, picture yourself pushing your car. Now picture that car with like low air pressure or a bunch of weight in it. Now picture pushing it. Now put a bunch of air in the tires and clean it out. Picture that. Place your key fob under your chin to increase its range. That's another one Gary's told me about. So here's another tip uh, you may not uh, know. You may not know that you can get used cars from True Car. Certified dealers, their whole network nationwide. They're an inventory of nearly one million. One million used cars. Enjoy real pricing on actual inventory, simpler buying experience, whether you're buying new or used. You see what others pay, and uh, you know what you're getting before you get going. Enjoy a faster buying experience. Use uh, 
you connect with the True Car certified dealers and uh, you make out like a bandit. So whether you're ready to buy new or used, go to True Car. That is True Car. Some features not available in all states. All right, let's do one more. All right. Here's a happy little holiday story. Christmas arrived early for some Walmart shoppers in Pennsylvania when an anonymous Santa rode in on a sleigh into the store and paid off all of their layaway bills. An unidentified man who the store employees have dubbed Santa B came in and wa- uh, wanted to help families who couldn't immediately afford the Christmas presents. He ended up paying more than 40 grand in total. The store contacted about 200 families to let them know their bill had been paid off and they could come think- and pick up their items. What do you think the bottom of the layaway food chain is like you couldn't say like i feel like the corollas would be like could we get ramen on layaway and they'd be like no it's It's for durable goods like you have to get a tv set or washing machine yeah so that canister of croutons not we couldn't break that up in a few payments like no i like where your head's at mr corolla but no that's no this is for items but gary check on walmart what do you think the lowest I'm, I'm prepared to be sickened? Like, I bet mm. there's, I bet you could buy canned ham or something. Oh, like, I was what do you think, like, the lowest it, under $100? Do you think? Yeah. Yes. yeah. You do? Oh, to, yes. I don't, I doubt it's food. That seems hard to, I, was, I think it's something in the sporting good department, like, I don't know, weights or a children's bike, maybe like saddest, 70 bucks. The saddest slash cheapest item I'll bet Don't say it yet, Gary. Just something like a it. toster, like something with oh, a $60. Right. Dollars, the but, yeah. What's but sadder, it, the plunge one or the, or the toaster oven? <laughs> the convention oh, oven. The plunge the, one. Yeah. yeah, as much as I, That feels like too cheap an item. Okay. But well, you're asking. I'm going kids' bike. I, I know. I'm, I'm trying, I'm just thinking out loud here. I, I'm trying to think of what the over under, like it must be. Microwave's got to be out. It can't be under 50. Can it? It can't be under 50. What about like hair dryers and women, you know, curling irons, Mm. things like that? Makeup sets. They can be very, they can be, you know, 60 bucks, 100 bucks. Yeah, I'm trying to think if they do it, which is can't be under 25 bucks or something like that, because in which case a canned ham or something could be more, but it's still sadder. It's It's more pathetic when it's food, right? Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's not food. Shampoo. That's why I went food prep. Pantene. Pantene. (laughs) Any food prep is Two ounces of Pantene. Fun size pack of Pantene. Yeah. (laughs) Garrett, what are you at? Did you find out? Individual items must be $10 or greater. (gasps) And the total purchase price must equal $50 or more. Ooh. Huh? So was so I right? Four sounds pantine like it. bottles. Sounds like you gotta. You can't. You can't put a bunch of four dollar <laughs> items on there. You have to have at minimum ten five $10. items that are ten dollars. Wow! Wow! This is so a that, sad. That toaster state. counts. Thank the you, toaster Santa counts. B. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Wow. This mm. is. This is took a turn. Thanks, Gina. That's, Sorry. Thanks, <laughs> Gina. Let's all kill last ourselves. Year, last year he did this also. In wow, the ten, so it, it, it's $10. Mm-hmm. Each item within right, the Right, $10. Layer, so that's $10. to add up to over 50 Correct. Oh, so oh, like it is 10 but I'm right in the 50 It's got yeah. you got to make it to 50 yeah. uh, Oh, that is bad times. So since like he, children's dresses or something. Oh, God. Well, since he did Five, this last wow. year at the same Walmart, do you think people got wind and say, hey, we'll put it on layaway at this walmart say, so next year people are going to go for a big ticket item at this walmart Some savvy guys like i'm buying the walmart itself that's right <laughs> well, that's a big ticket sales. item yes i am with zero money down come on santa <laughs> be. make me whole <laughs> uh wait so gary and will you guys tell me layaway is you get it you pay it and then you pick it up yes it's not 
it's not buying a car You're not making and, lease and making lease payments or anything. No, it's you like, don't get the put item. Put it over and, there. Yeah. And when when we get when I've made my eleven payments on that Pantene, then I shall take that container home. Right, mm. set aside for you. <clears throat> okay, still sad. And <laughs> is there any? <laughs> there's no interest or anything, right? It's just you get to that payment. Like if it's ten bucks, you make oh, ten no. payments of a dollar. Is there any it vig at all? Behoove the well, business to have yeah, interest. Yeah, Walmart's making interest off holding your money, but there's no charge to the consumer. Right. right. The interest is we have your money. You don't have our product. Right. right. That's the interest, whatever the prevailing interest is. All right. Interesting. I don't mean Part to tug at this thread, but I've never <clears throat> done it and I don't totally understand it. Is that kind of how a pawn shop works, which I don't understand how that works? Like, is that like a lending library for money? Pawn shop is you. Well, the problem with pawn shops is like junkies and thieves. But mm-hmm. pawn shop is you have a guitar. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have Jimi Hendrix guitar, which is talking about purple, and it's been in your family for years, and it's worth twenty five thousand dollars, and you need eight thousand dollars like tomorrow. Okay. So you give them this twenty five thousand dollar guitar, and they make some sort of thing where it's like, all right, I'll give you seven thousand right. dollars. Not it may be worth twenty five, but if we give you twenty five, we'll never see again. Right. So they pick some low. increment of it, low ball, whatever. I think. Gary can look up. Yeah. Then they give you your six thousand dollars. Then they go, if you don't come back by this date, we're keeping this. It's collateral guitar. Oh, okay, okay. And then they will then sell that thing for twenty two thousand dollars or whatever it is. Okay, but unless you get back in time with your six grand and then and the interest and for interest. your for your six grand and okay. I could never figure it out because when I would go to pawn shops and look for tools. You'd think they have deals. They don't have deals. Like, the stuff is way more expensive mm. than the new version would be at the Home Depot. It's wow. kind of weird. I, I never got that haggle, part. right? It's got to be set up for haggling. It must be. But the prices they had yeah, were, were way too high. Strange. All right. Let's bring it home. You got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. Gina, Gina Grad. That was the news with Gina Grad. Ah, Geico, man. Everyone's got the to-do list. How about you add, save hundreds of dollars to your car insurance. You don't have to go anywhere. Just go to geico.com. 15 minutes. You could be saving 15% or more on your auto insurance. Coming around to 2018, you want to save some money? There's a good way to do it. Go to geico.com. Spend about 15 minutes. You could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. Why not put that money in your pocket? It's Geico, baby. All right, uh, Thursday, January 25th, Irvine Improv, 8 o'clock. Me and Mike Ogg is up on stage doing Cobra. This is a not miss. Do not miss this. It's a live basic cable commentary. Also, Corolla Drinks got great deals. Use the uh, code CLAWS, like Santa Claus, at CorollaDrinks.com and get a bunch of savings on all the stuff. Lynette and JJ are running the bejesus out of that company, so go say hi to them over at Corolla Drinks. I love hearing from you. And uh, we got merch. We got the buck slips. We got the blue and the white ones in now. So blues for business and uh, whites for the work or for the uh, for the ideas. Yeah, the pleasure. And uh, you can go to uh, oh, we got the new we got the new cruise coming up. You can go to uh, CorollaFanCruise.com. We'll see you there. We're on a great ship this time. First class all the way. I looked that up online. Tom Jennings, the lost tapes of Patty Hearst. So interesting. Re-airs, that's today, that's Wednesday, Wednesday, right, mm-hmm. Smithsonian Channel, 4 p.m. Eastern, and uh, you can go to the website, Sm- uh, the Smithsonian, 
channel.com. Thank you so much, Tom. Adam, thanks for having me. Always fun. Always a pleasure. So until next time, Adam Crawford, yep. Tom Jennings, Gina Grand, Ball, Brian, say mahalo. Oh my God, you got to lose some weight, dude. Follow the Adam Carolla Show on the Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow the Ace Man on the Twitter at the Adam Carolla. Or just Adam Carolla. Leave us a message at 888-634-1744. Subscribe to Take a Knee for a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation. Click the link at adamcarolla.com. Don't miss the 10th Ace Awards broadcast this Friday. Pay for tickets and info on all the live podcasts, main degree events, books, movies, more, more, more at adamcarolla.com. <laughs>